So I know the last time we were talking, uh, we were talking about how we were going to spend a little time talking about what it is to love yourself. Right. And uh, of course, we were listening to one of our our favorite pastors, uh, and he was talking about um, the role that we have as Christians and how we are instructed to operate a certain way in order to, not through hell and damnation speech, but through love and how we work together and love one another to draw others to the understanding of what it is like to be forgiven, to be loved and love to the point where that love grows inside of you and you begin to be a reflection of that love to others and then that love draws others in exactly. and uh, I think it's been uh, such an interesting time I think because as I'm growing that's one thing that's tested the most I'm not uh, organically very, I can't say I'm impatient, but I can be very intolerant of nonsense, (laughs) so to speak. Um, I have had to grow in my love walk. I've had to grow in the gifts and fruits of the spirit. Not to say that I didn't display any, but it's not difficult to just be downright have some downright righteous indignation with what's going on in the world and I had to recognize part of that negative energy that I was feeling on the inside was because I was focusing too much number one on the world and not how I could as they say that famous phrase be the change that I want to see And uh, we're going to talk today from Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 17. And I'm thinking, do you want to just want me to just read that now? Yes, please. So we'll read uh, again. This is Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. And it says, uh, but now you yourselves are to put off all of these anger, wrath malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free but Christ is all and in all therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved put on tender mercies kindness, humility meekness, long suffering bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as Christ forgave you so you must do you also must do excuse me but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection 
That's a beautiful quote. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I mean, it's just beautifully said. It's just beautifully said. Now, <laughs> whenever I read the scriptures, the first thing I start reading, I'm like, oh, got to work on that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like when I was reading, I can still drop a, a filthy word or two by accident. Right. Or sometimes on purpose. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it depends on how comfortable I am. Uh, once again, neither one of us are coming to you as any pastors. We're just sharing, so... I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, and it's interesting you say that, you know, Paul wouldn't have written this um, if it wasn't also true that some of these things are not going to just come naturally. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. that we have to work on. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice, like, a big part of being a, uh, a, a new follower of Christ mm-hmm. is that as, this, as, the whole, as we allow the Holy Spirit... To work within us, mm-hmm. we are not supposed to uh, live a performance-based Christianity where it's like, well, if I do this, God is going to like me more. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're supposed to really let the Holy Spirit change us from within. Mm-hmm. But also, there are certain elements that we have to almost like be partners mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit in wanting to intentionally change Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean like we're gonna force ourselves to do it but it's more so almost like having an awareness and being honest with ourselves like like you said Mm -hmm. i gotta work on that Mm -hmm. you know and then go to god in prayer like Mm -hmm. god help me with this Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like i know that i do okay in that department but this area right here Mm -hmm. i really need your help give Mm -hmm. me the strength work working within me you know, and because uh, I want to be that, I want to be that, and I, I think that the desire to want to get there, the, uh, the 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 relationship with God in going to Him in prayer daily, mm-hmm. daily, and with an open and honest heart, that's what causes us to transform eventually into, you know, to do these things mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. that Paul is mentioning. Yeah, I definitely agree with you 100%. I will say, you know, I mean, in, 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 in all fairness uh, to, to the process, uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not ashamed. I will say that I go, you know, out of, you know, and that's really what the word is supposed to do. When you, when you read the word for yourself, you're supposed to, you know, really examine yourself. The word says to examine yourself. And I do know that I can, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the, the worst, worst language, I will say. But like, for instance, when we were writing the lyrics for the band, I have to come up with another word because sometimes a, uh, 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 well, it, it says filthy language. 
And I'm kind of like, well, her curse word really filthy, depending on the context and when you use them. So, you know, I know we're not to bargain with God, but I would hope God gets a little chuckle like, yeah, Tiffany, no, we're not going to do that. (laughs) I'm just like, you know, I think that if that's the hardest work, I'm actually, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that because I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I can see a difference in how I respond to negative, how I respond to uh, the impulsive emotions of others. Uh, as opposed to being reactive, I'm very much proactive. Um, but I also know that if if I would even attempt to assume I'm a complete work, I know that I'm missing something. <laughs> so I know that I'm going to be a work in progress until the day I leave this body. Right. So uh, I will venture to say that for all of us, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, but I will say, I I can't say that I have any malice in my heart. I have no desire to offend. I have no desire, even in my speech, it's almost general, with, with even with filthy language. It's more so just in general dialogue, not in reference to a, a, a person. So just even how I used to use it is different and it's changing and I can see a difference. I literally will go, uh, you know, I apologize, Holy Spirit, even if it's a thought because with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, that is the job of the Holy Spirit to go see. No, that wasn't right. See, no, you shouldn't have said it that way. (laughs) And uh, I'm learning to kind of have a laugh at myself, but also recognize that it's, I still got a little ways to go. You know, I must say, you know, uh, when when I read filthy language, um, I in my the way I see it, the way I read that, and the way it feels in my heart is that you know, bad words are only about a small portion of that. Yes. Um, I know you uh, quote uh, uh, that one scripture. You probably know it a lot better than I do. Like, let not uh, let, let no not, corrupt communication let, proceed out of my mouth, but that which is good into the use of edifying others. I think that that's the same as this. Like, I think that anything that is not for the good of edifying others, mm-hmm. it's filthy language. Yeah. Like, if you are using words to criticize, critique, put people down, hurt them with your words. Mm-hmm. It's not just like saying the, you know, the F word or things uh-huh. like that. That's just a small portion. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's the easiest. That's mm-hmm. the easier part of the mm-hmm. process. Because mm-hmm. that's just a habit. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, really, are you using filthy language if you stub your toe and you just let out the wrong word? Like, I remember, remember that one time we were walking down the sidewalk and I tripped and scared the crap out of myself? And I let out a sugar honey ice tea. Right, right. I'm like, <laughs> I yeah. think it, it, it literally, I felt almost embarrassed that that was my go-to. <laughs> oh, gosh. But this was like years ago at this point. I, I, think I that, thought it was, I'm like, I, I think about that. Yeah, I think that that has a lot more to do with self-control. Uh-huh. Like training yourself to not just say things out of habit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Rather than you meaning something Un, you're bad, yeah, yeah you know, or filthy, or, or filthy, disrespectful, but, or unkind. Yeah. But you know, there are people that are straight up like, 
they will they will just criticize something like they will see a homeless guy there and they were like look at that broke whatever you yeah, know what I yeah, mean yeah, and yeah. it's like they'll just feel okay with just saying all kinds of things about mm. mean things yeah or like, even to know, themselves or even like, to themselves I, about themselves like I have known plenty of of women who refer to themselves as that I'm that B I'm that B uh-huh, uh-huh. and I'm like oh like I would never refer to myself like that you know I refer, well and 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 I definitely would not intentionally refer to another woman or man in that in that way uh but it really throws me off when people like justify like calling themselves that kind and and I really I don't have any girlfriends that call me that either like uh if I did I definitely would be like yeah man I don't I don't want you using that at that uh that uh yeah. noun for me or whatever you would call it but um I mean nonetheless you know the the we were talking about loving yourself loving yourself and what that really means in a world where we are taught to be our best selves and you've got all of this self-help out here you've got these mind uh body and spirit gurus out here telling you to focus on yourself and get yourself together to love yourself and things like that one thing we know is for the average human loving yourself is not the problem sometimes we can love ourselves too much where we are so in love even we don't and then we always talk about loving yourself like oh you feel oh i'm beautiful and i'm this you can love yourself where you subject people to the negative you and have no desire to change like this is just who i am this is what i'm dealing with that's self love too that's that's narcissism we we call it narcissism when it's negative yeah but you know real love from what we have read in the word is loving your neighbor as yourself okay so if i love my neighbor as myself I kind of put myself in the other person's shoes first. If I was my neighbor and I'm dealing with this, how would I want me to deal with me? You know what I mean? Sure. And I start really with the other person. I start really with how I I want this person to feel loved by me. Like what would show this person love? if or you know what would show this person that i truly care yeah and by doing that i feel really good about myself yeah and i believe that's where really learning to love stems from i think we usually start internally when right. really if we start seeing others as extensions of ourselves that's also looking within. Yeah. You know, um if I see you as my spouse, like we're, you know, the word says that we are one, if I want to really love myself, I would have to be loving to you. If I want a reflection of that, 
what is the easiest way? If I want, we are one and we're a reflection of each other, the best way to see a reflection of myself is to pour into you what I would like reflected. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. One thing I was going to add to what you were saying is that I'm sure that most of us can relate that. You know, the hardest times to love somebody is when you're uh, when you have to love somebody that is being not very lovable. Mm-hmm. That's when it's the hardest. Mm-hmm. So going back to so where do you draw the energy to do that to love them in spite of how they're being? Mm-hmm. It goes back to also what and I believe is it's also what real honest self-love really is supposed to be which is being able to see yourself the way God sees you Mm -hmm. not just saying like like you like that narcissistic way because you know those those you know the narcissistic approach where it's like I love myself I think I'm awesome I'm beautiful just like you do that you can let something happen all of that can flip in an instant where now what's wrong with me i am good for nothing that can, like left to our own uh um to our own selves we can literally switch that in an instant mm-hmm. based on how our circumstances are but the tr- the true and real self love is to be able to say this is how my creator and my father sees me and that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that and allow yourself to receive God's love always, constantly, especially when you don't feel like you're lovable, mm-hmm. that's when you are able to refuel and re- refill yourself of the love that then can can just kind of uh, r- run over, like mm-hmm. can, can overflow mm-hmm. and then share that love mm-hmm. with others. Rather than trying to kind of draw from an empty well, mm-hmm. you know, to constantly remember and, and keep an eye on God because God is showing you how he is being loving to you because this is how God sees you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, you can't go wrong. When, well, and you know, that. it's also that irony of usually when we're not our best selves, that's usually when we need love the most. Exactly. But we can operate the exact opposite and almost repel the very thing that we want. It's like kind of that, you know, uh, when, you know, the classic game playing of relationship. Well, what's wrong with you? Nothing. And everything is wrong. Right. Everything <laughs> is wrong. And, but we say nothing, which is a lie. We'll say, how, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Knowing you want to complain, we, we, we actually are not honest, you know, honestly with ourselves uh, and learning ourselves enough to know that when I get in a funk, although I want this, I can be kind of standoffish. Right. But it's also like you said, when we recognize, number one, that when, it, when, it's, when it's all said and done, God loves us and it says it here. Uh, which was beautifully said. Uh, let's see. We, um, uh, where does it say it? Um, it's still Colossians. Yeah, it's still Colossians. Um, and 
it said well let me just read it because I'll, I'll it'll come out of there um it says now you yourself put off the anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy language do not lie to each other since you have put off the old man in his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who have created them who have created him okay here it is therefore and this is how god sees us therefore as Mm. the elect of god Mm -hmm. like when you recognize you are the elect of god like the elect like the top cream of the crop right there you can't get any better feeling than that like i am the elect of god so you know you got to watch your humility when you start delving on that too much that's where self-righteousness can come into because you know you're god's elect makes you feel really really special uh it says holy and beloved Mm. holy holy is without sin or blemish like god sees us as his elect holy and beloved not just love like beloved like endeared yes yes and holy set apart yes set apart it is hard to recognize that even in your worst days god sees you that way Mm. and knowing that god sees you that way even on your worst day this is what and and you know to answer the question how do we do that that is what i remind myself uh is that god number one even on my worst day, loves me, has already forgiven me, and I am one of his elect. I'm holy and beloved. So because of that, I can learn to see others in that same way. Like we were, um, you know, perfect example, we were uh, having a, a dialogue, an intense dialogue, should I say, and you know, I was feeling some type of way, but what I'm learning now is I just literally, I pause for a minute and as soon as I start to feel myself getting upset, I literally ask myself, okay, first and foremost, this is not your feeling. This is not yours. You weren't feeling this way before this dialogue happened. So what is actually happening? And at the end of the day, most of our negative feelings come from internalizing an emotion, which is literally a vibration of energy, because that's exactly how we interact with one another. It's a vibration of energy that you take and you accept it as your own. And I have learned to not accept another's vibration that I perceive as negative as my own. They could be dealing with something. I mean, we were clearly talking about how it was just something is a trigger. Something being a trigger. And, I, you know, I said something that was just a basic, but clearly, you know, it was understood that it was a basic statement. But the statement was a trigger because it triggered a dialogue we've had numerous times about a frustrating subject. that we, It is frustrating for both of us. But what I really learned to do is, number one... there's a couple of things and it wasn't just recognizing myself as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Number one, you're a good husband. You know, number two, I clearly love you. Number three, 
God has forgiven me time and time again. So who am I to then think that I don't have to be long suffering and operate in kindness, humility, meekness, and bearing long, you know, bearing with others like God has been long suffering and bearing with me. And I literally just let the Holy Spirit follow me, comfort me, and I just say, hey, okay, so we got to backtrack and really figure out, okay, if this is this, how do we remedy it? So it, it was a good conversation because under any past circumstances, it would have you know, and, and we're not the only ones we're married. Like people, people argue sometimes or have conversations where they really don't agree. Cause that one actually wasn't really an argument. It was just kind of just like not agreeing with what the other was expressing at the time. And then there's times that I'm expressing and you don't like it. And, and it's understandable that doesn't make it any less important to be heard, but it's also allowing solutions most people will just let things go too far, draw a line in the sand, and then nobody's talking to anybody. And then there's uh, all that energy expresses draining uh, of, of your energy. And then it creates division. And that leaves a foothold for the enemy. And the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. How we come down on ourselves, that self-condemnation. That's all the enemy trying to steal our joy. All of these things, when we start to operate outside of the gifting and the knowledge of the word, we give the enemy a foothold to be manipulative, not just to us, but those who are affected by us. And again, going back to loving yourself, if I want peace, I'm going to treat people in a peaceful manner because I am spirit. My spirit resonates with all things. Just like God is all things, I am created of God. I am made in God's image. I am all things as well. We are a body. So if I want peace, I'm going to reflect peace to another body part. Like if I want my, like just taking my body here, like I went to the gym and I was super sore. Now, if I want peace in my body, I'm going to go soak my body, pamper it, play nice with it. So then my body is like, okay, you did good. We won't be as sore. You know what I mean? When we want a good result from our body as far as health, you know, we put good things in it. So what we put out, we have only yet to, to come back to us. As a man sows, so shall he reap. And love is one of those. So a, a loving yourself is loving others because that is what comes back. That is what we are all, you get scientific with it. We all have these mirror neurons. If I ask thank, you're going to be stank right back. If I'm kind, you'll be kind. I have yet to meet one person that I've been kind to and they were just continuously rude. And... Not to say that it's not possible to happen, but I can only imagine a person who is rude after you're kind to them, you can only imagine how crappy their lives are. Like, it's impossible to be a happy person and be unkind. So if a person does not receive kindness, 
something is wrong. And they really need your prayers. They probably need a hug, but they probably are so far in their self-condemnation feeling that they're undeserving. They probably would refuse it. There are people that refuse love. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, and it's love. it's really it's really sad. What were you going to say? Uh, part of Colossians. Um, and it's interesting, you know, sorry, I kind of actually have to mention how um, always, but as of late, it's been really amazing how the Holy Spirit is almost like almost loud and obvious in how he's like, okay, we're, I'm, we're, I'm training you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, I am teaching you guys. Uh, so we, um, you know, before this uh, podcast, we, we watched a, a, a service on, on, online that was, that had Colossians 3 as the main scripture. But this morning, one of my um, devotionals mm-hmm. was also from Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. And the passage was 23 to 24. And I forget what this uh, translation is, but it says, uh, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as, you re- as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the idea that this idea of loving each other, then there's an extra, there's like an, an extra component to that, which is not, so part of loving each other is literally serving one another. Mm-hmm. Like serving, which means putting yourself last mm-hmm. to do whatever you can to make somebody's day better, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 give them joy to help them in any way that they may need to Mm -hmm. be there for them in a way that you have no perception of lack lack of energy lack of money lack of time because you don't have any lack of anything because god is providing for you that like psalm 23 you Mm -hmm. know uh, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, which is just another way of saying from the original translation, I lack nothing. I, everything is provided for me, so I have plenty to give, really, really. Mm-hmm. My spirit mm-hmm. has plenty to give. I don't have to worry about that. Oh, if I stop for five minutes to help this person, then uh, I am, you know, bad things are, I'm going to be late, and I'm, this is going to happen. I'm going to miss out on that. If anything, because you stop to help that person, God will probably reward you in such a way that you're going to end up gaining time, mm-hmm. gaining things that it would have probably taken you longer mm-hmm. to do. You know, mm-hmm. like God has a way of blessing us mm-hmm. just from serving in a very simple way, but doing it honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. not serving so that you gain favor, mm-hmm. but just really doing it cheerfully and from an honest heart. Well, and not to mention, you never know what impression you make to onlookers. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just our deeds that convict others to do a better job. You know, I think about how, you know, uh, when there's, for instance, that one time we were going to church. I remember that. And I was just thinking that. We were, we, we came off the highway and there was literally this car stopped in the street 
there was a little bit of traffic, not much. Everybody's kind of going around. This man's trunk popped open and groceries fell out the back. Yeah. Older gentleman, he has a boot on his leg, so he's hobnobbing, picking up his stuff, and not one person, not one stopped to help him. Yeah. And I literally was, I couldn't even fathom how, I don't know, I would, you know, of course. Of course. So, long story short, I get out to help this guy. I asked, you know, I asked Dad to pull over um, off the side of the road. So he had taken the cars because there really wasn't anywhere safe to really pull over. So you had to pull over in that development. Mm-hmm. And uh, I literally, and it didn't take that long. No. It took about maybe five minutes tops. Uh, not, not, not. It not wasn't either. ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, it didn't take that long. A few minutes tops. But my prayer was that. Anybody who paid, like the next time this could possibly be something that someone else would do. Yeah. Like, you know, I know if I were to drive past a person helping another person, I'd literally say, God bless them. Right. Because they didn't have to. They didn't have to. I didn't look for any anything from it. It was just, I saw myself as that person. What if that was me? Exactly. And, I mean, you know, I wouldn't need a boot on my foot. <laughs> you know, I'm just looking at all this stuff. Mind you, it wasn't just helping him. It was helping traffic to get back to order. Helping to get him off the road quicker. Like, there was so much to be had by just taking the time. Yeah. And we still got to church on time. It wasn't that big of a deal. And you, it was just... To me, it I could I wouldn't have had it any other way. There's times that I have driven past and you know, I'll at least ask a person, do you have a cell phone? You know, so that way if they need to make any phone and they'll go, yeah, okay, I'm waiting for AAA. I don't always just stick and stay around per se, but I will always try my best if I'm in a position. Sometimes I drive by too fast. Like if we're on the highway, you can't really stop. You yeah. know what I mean? But I will at least say a small prayer. Sometimes you can't always help the way you want, but you can at least do your part and say a prayer, make sure the person's safe or they have the help that they need. And, and you know, yeah, I, just kind of using a similar uh, example and, and scenario, uh, you remember when we uh, were on the road and we had the whole thing with the car, right? With, uh, with deer. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, so yeah. I'm uh, like, which, which car? Yeah, well, we, we hit a deer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, mind you, after all is said and done and with time, the time has gone by now, uh, I, you know, I know personally, I don't remember anymore as, as much the negative aspects of what happened. But what I do remember still vividly is how nice and kind the po- police officer was mm-hmm. and the, the guy, the, to- the tow truck guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a smile on their face, with such a positive and, and just happy and, and loving attitude, mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, 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 they... They even they, made us laugh. Yeah. Such a... <laughs> and, and you know, those things you don't forget. No, no. Those things you don't forget, and they, may, and they do make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's what's important. Yeah, and I know? mean, just to go with that, you know, the kindness... You know, I use the, you know, hopefully it left an impression helping the man on the side of the road. But just in that story, you know, 
I when we when it first happened, I was super emotional about it. Yeah. And I think that in reflection now, their kindness literally made me say like, wow, like I probably could have did that a little better, you know. And I'm my prayer is that if I ever find myself in that position again, hopefully not in the name of Jesus. Right. I remember, I remember, I remember that because it did. It made an impression on me that it's like, wow, there's still positivity here. Yeah. And I did, you know, the energy change definitely felt a little, a lot better. And it worked out, as a matter of fact, just to put put the beauty, beautiful spin on it. You know, that car, it was totaled. Uh, I had to get another car, but the car that we have was better than the one we lost. There you go. So that's clearly the word manifesting itself. What the enemy tries to use for negative, the Lord can use it for, for yeah. our good. Yeah. And it was better. I mean, my even Phoenix, uh, our 10-year-old, she was like, you know, she said, maybe that was the angels telling you it was time for a new car, remember? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I think, Phoenix, you're right. And it really causes us to really even trials. The Paul says to rejoice in our, in our trials and our tribulations yeah. because we have no idea what it's making way for. We only focus on the negative, but sometimes some of these things happen to open up a door or move us in a different direction that we wouldn't move unless we've had some type of upheaval or some some intense emotion that causes us to shift. We are creatures of habit and we can get comfortable. So sometimes certain things must happen to shift us yeah. and jolt us into a different direction. Because without that jolt, we'll go, well, no, this has been working just fine. Or we'll get comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. God wants us, to, wants to move us in a different direction. And, and you know, I, I, if uh, everybody out there, it's like us or, you know, I know definitely I can speak for myself. You know, my prayer is that God every day more and more and more, uh, I pray that he gives me a heart that is open and available to help others, serve others, and to be genuinely uh, involved in the well-being of others, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because also, like you talked about the enemy and how the enemy, you know, uh, it's a deceiver, right? Mm-hmm. The enemy is a deceiver. We have seen it many times in the world, even how you know, when he tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, he actually used scripture, but he, he twerked it to, uh, he, he morphed it just, just to kind of get a different definition out of it that was false, to create mm-hmm. a false message. Um, one thing that we all have as human beings, whether you're saved or not, is this counterfeit concern. You know, it's like we people. Many people watch the news mm-hmm. under this premise. It's like I'm just concerned for the world affairs and what's happening in the world, and or you know, you hear about something that happened to somebody, and you 
are under the premise of like, yeah, I'm just, you know, concerned about that. But really, instead of, uh, you know, putting action into it, hence helping the person, people, what do they do? They gossip about it. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. Mm-hmm. No action is being put in to help the person, but now people are talking about them, mm-hmm. which has a, a, the opposite effect and a negative effect. Mm-hmm. It's like, so look, you talking about that person doesn't help them. You know, all you're doing is actually just fueling negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't do anything positive just by mentioning what happened to them. Oh, look at them. You know, what happened to them? That helped mm-hmm. nobody. Not only that, <laughs> not only that, our words are powerful. So when you start speaking it out into the world, I mean, a lot of us don't even recognize that a lot of what we deal with is because of the words we let escape out of our mouths. And we can speak, even though we're talking about someone else, we can speak that very power into our own existence, unbeknownst to ourselves. So I always think that it's very important not to gossip unless you have a solution you know, if it's one thing to talk about something because you're going to provide a solution. But if you're not going to provide a solution, there's really no point in, in, in constantly going on and on about it. Um, I wanted to read just a couple of the applications uh, of Colossians 8 through 17, some segments. And it says here, it says, what does it mean to put on your new nature? It means that your conduct should match your faith. If you are a Christian, then you should act like it. To be a Christian means more than just making good resolutions and having good intentions. It means taking the right actions. This is a straightforward step that is as simple as putting on your clothes. You must rid yourself of evil practices and immorality. Then you can commit yourself to what Christ teaches. If you have made such a commitment to Christ, are you remaining true to it? What old clothes do you need to strip off? Every Christian is in a continuing education program. The more we know of Christ and his work, the more we are being changed to be like him. Because this process is lifelong, you must never stop learning and obeying. There is no justification for drifting along But there is an incentive to find the rich treasures of growing in him. It takes practice, ongoing review, patience, and concentration to keep in line with his will. The Christian church should have no barriers of nationality, race, education level, social standing, wealth, gender, religion, or power. Christ breaks down all barriers and accepts all people who come to him. Nothing should keep us from telling others about Christ or accepting them into fellowship or accepting into fellowship any and all believers. Christians should be building bridges, not walls. Let's see. Uh, The key to forgiving others is remembering how much God has forgiven you. It is. Is it difficult for you to forgive someone who has wronged you? a little when God has forgiven you so much. Realizing God's infinite love and forgiveness can help you love and forgive others. 
Let God worry about the wrongs you've suffered. Don't quench your life in a bitter feuding. Live renewed in love and in joy. And uh, there was one more that I wanted to read here. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It means bringing honor to Christ in every aspect and activity of daily living. As a Christian, you represent Christ at all times, wherever you go and whatever you say. What impression do people have of Christ when they say you when they see or talk with you? What changes would you make in your life in order to honor Christ? So a good question you know I, I I would hope that people the people that I have the opportunity to actually talk with like uh, you know I, I usually am you know patient and kind I can be a little serious looking I know a lot of people tell me I look serious you know there's been just even when I was younger though I you know I don't know uh there I remember at my high school reunion they were like I always thought you were mean but I didn't really talk much but those who I was friends with who spent time with me they knew that I was serious some days I had a sense of humor one day so I mean I I would think that's quite normal I don't think anybody's you know making jokes all the time but I can't say at this point in juncture I give people a negative impression. I, I would think the most I do is maybe, uh, you know, I'm not very talkative. So I guess people are going to be like, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But I've, I've known people that literally will just compliment me, right. you know, or say something kind. So I, I think what has worked for me at this point is just staying constantly in dialogue with the Holy Spirit being thankful um, I don't really concern myself with how people see me but I will always be kind to people and if someone shows me a kindness I try my best to reflect it back to them if applicable or if it's uh, I have the ability to do so if not I also also let that transfer to my other interactions in the day um, what changes? could I make I think like I said I'm learning to I guess I don't I'm not reactive in the point where I'll immediately start yelling but I'm kind of like whoa so I don't want to do that (laughs) like I'm not kind of like so what are you dealing with like are you dealing with something like I don't immediately go like let's sit and talk about it I kind of am like, okay, well, that's not what I meant. Um, And, you know, I'd like to appreciate staying focused. I just try to be very diplomatic. Uh, If a person is not receptive to diplomacy and they're kind of in their bag, uh, I will just quiet, quiet myself and I won't say anything. Um, I'm sure as the Holy Spirit leads me in all truth, The Holy Spirit will lead me maybe with something to say. But I believe also sometimes just giving a person 
space to say it and not have anything to say is just as helpful because you don't know what to say it may not be your place to say anything it may be god taking them through uh something and it's just part of their journey but i can be loving i can be loving i don't have to let the conversation linger once the dialogue is done let's move on to something else that that's positive and productive so you know um i don't know if that really explained what i need to work on but i know there's always something so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah so yeah so all in all the message basically is to uh, operate from a place of always being aware of how God sees us mm-hmm. and what He thinks of us, and being aware of how He loves us because He does love us a lot mm-hmm. and all the time, and operating from that place to not be so focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, so in an obsessive way, you know what I mean, in a in a way where we're trying to always like uh, be in this survival self-protective mode but to be strong and, and, and assured in our stance being that we are children of the most high and living from that place of power mm-hmm. and peace and having enough to take the love that we were given and turn it right around and give it to others you know what I mean? so you so you're not going to answer the question it says <laughs> it says what impression do people have of Christ when they see or talk with you what changes would you make in your life in order to honor Christ okay so personally um, of course um, per- personally I think that uh, I could probably I think that what people see that uh, is a little bit of a reflection of Christ in me is that I tend to be a kind person. That's I tend true. to I kind. tend to be a kind person, and uh, uh, I generally uh, have an encouraging word for, for 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 people when they need it. Most of the times, mm-hmm. more times than not. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I do know about myself, being that uh, you know uh, my history, my past, you know, I've moved around a lot in my life literally from continent to continent uh if not even more so from city to city uh where sometimes it's easier for me to show love to people that are more more like strangers than the people that are closer almost is like a a fear to be too attached Mm -hmm. because i'm so used to I don't know. It sounds like a song, but I'm so I'm so used to goodbyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm so used to like growing closer, close to somebody, and then I gotta go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it hurts. It's not it's not a happy and 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 and, and a, a nice feeling to kind of like it's almost like that rip. Uh, and then it becomes exhausting trying to stay in touch. It's like, how many long-distance relationships can you have with mm. so many people, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that what I could learn a little bit more, and this is just something that came to mind. There's probably a billion other things, but 
that um, Jesus was definitely not stingy about how involved he was with mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we think about how his friendship with Lazarus, you know what I mean? Like, that was his friend, you know what I mean? His mm-hmm. friend, friend. He, mm-hmm. he cried when he heard what happened, you know what I mean? Uh, I want to be like that more, mm-hmm. you know? I want to be like that. I, I think sometimes I'm like, yeah, I mean, are you cool? You know, no, I'm good. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, I know I need to work on that. And it's not a lack of compassion. I think it's just like a protective, like it's a mechanism, a defense mechanism. It's like, I don't want to get too attached for the sake of what happened if I have to go, you know? So just being very honest and candid, you know, in answering that question. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I think you're definitely kind. So uh, the other part, I mean, I I wouldn't, you know, because I live with you. Yeah, I mean, you're probably one of the, You're probably the only person that doesn't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hence, I'm married. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I really... I really thought Jesus was... Is, you know, because he's still alive, you know. And I, I, I definitely... I could see, you know, when we get to heaven, you know, hanging out with Jesus... Yeah, I could see that cat being really cool. You know, I, I definitely, uh, I don't shy away from being conformed to the image of Christ. I think it, it, it seems pretty, pretty cool. Um, just in how he spoke, how he dealt with people, how he drew others in such a powerful way. I, I wouldn't mind being conformed to that image yeah because it to me is a reflection of someone i would love to be around so i know that um jesus was dearly loved by his disciples and those whose hearts that he touched so it doesn't make it difficult for me to allow the holy spirit to work do the work that's necessary. Uh, I think my biggest thing is patience because that's been my biggest test. Patience um, on in different levels too. Uh, it's not just with people. It's just with my process. I can be such a go-getter and I'm used to uh, setting a goal and accomplishing it. And the word says all things in God's time. God does everything perfect in his time. And I am also learning that my time and God's time sometimes is two different timings. And I'm learning to be okay with it because it actually takes less pressure. It takes some of the pressure off, actually. Yeah. I think I was stressing myself out, setting a standard for myself that God didn't set for me. He says, the word says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And a lot of what we put ourselves through is just a direct result of us operating of our own strength. But to love ourselves is to reflect the love of the Father in us. Exactly. And that sums it up. Um, And that being said, we love you guys. We wouldn't be doing this and uh, taking the time to share our strengths, our weaknesses, and imperfections, and our process with you. And we hope that you find these 
podcast valuable and you look at these scriptures and read them for yourselves. Again, we're not preaching at you, talking at you. We're sharing our journey as we grow because we still have a work to be done. But we definitely are working at living a life of service, a life of love, a life of caring and kindness and fully displaying the gifts and fruits of the spirit as we are conformed to the image of Christ. So until next time, thanks for listening. You know, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, smile a whole lot. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. God bless you.